0: Here, oh, now can I can. You hear for the headphones, okay. No, yeah, now I can. Good. All right, I'm gonna turn this light off because it makes a hum.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Say something. That
1: makes a hum too.
0: <laughs> 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 what would you think if you received an invitation to attend something called a techno cosmic wedding? Would you be curious, avoidant, undecided? What if it was framed as a postmodern rave inspired event where your whole self was welcome? How would you feel then? is Shame Piñata. I'm Colleen Thomas. Welcome to Shame Piñata, where we talk about creating rites of passage for real-life transitions. So, you're invited. You're retroactively invited to attend my wedding. And joining us today to help me bring you into the scene, into the moment, is my amazing husband, Rodrigo. We're going to tell you about how this unusual ceremony came to be why it was modeled on an event called the Technocosmic Mass, and how it welcomes something you don't normally see at a wedding, grief. We're going to share the story in two parts. Today, we'll fill you in on the who, how, and why, and take you through the planning phase, which, as you know, is really the richest part of any intentional event. Then, next time, you'll hear how it all turned out, including the bumpy ride that led to the actual wedding day so here's the story a long time ago i moved to the san francisco bay area to attend graduate school in spirituality the school i attended was called the university of creation spirituality and it was run by theologian matthew fox you may know of matthew through his many books he's actually authored 40 books over the past 50 years some titles that might sound familiar are original blessing The Coming of the Cosmic Christ, and One River, Many Wells. Like several other students at the school, I felt that the universe had somehow called me out to complete that very program, and one of the pieces that spoke to me the most was an event Matthew and his team regularly hosted called the Techno-Cosmic Mass. Now, unknown to me, Rodrigo was also attending the Techno-Cosmic Mass, which at that time was held in the historic Suites Ballroom in downtown Oakland. This was before we met, like way before we met. Here he is, helping me describe it.
1: Technocosmic Mass was kind of a multimedia mass held in a huge ballroom in Oakland when I went to it. You would walk in, there was a a lot of screens showing a lot of different spiritual designs and images and music, Very low lights. It was kind of like a rave, almost, the atmosphere. Not that I've really been to a rave, but what (laughs) what I imagine one to be like. And then there were altars in the big ballroom you could walk around to. And then when it would start, they would go through a whole sort of ceremony and kind of a four movements. Mm -hmm. But some of them were, were very upbeat and and had like dancing and we're kind of like a rave and some were very introspective and dark Mm. it was pretty unique it was pretty cool
0: and we were going at the same time and we didn't know each other then right yeah and i was volunteering at a lot of them in fact when i first came out to check out the university of creation spirituality i just spent a weekend here in oakland and i just wanted to hang out at the school as much as I could to see mm. what it was about and what the people were like and if it was a place I wanted to study. And so I helped with helped with the mass because that was mm-hmm. going on over the weekend. And mm-hmm. they asked me which of the four elemental altars, which element would you want to do? They let mm. me design an altar. And, I, and immediately I, I said water mm-hmm. because I felt like the ocean had been calling me out to California. I built this beautiful altar. I had, like, the whole day to build it and Mm. all this big room of stuff. It was, like, multi-layered, different heights. Mm. I found a big bowl, a big silver kitchen-type bowl that had a glass, a really tall, clear glass glued into it. I don't Mm. know why it was glued into it, but I put a candle, like a taper Mm -hmm. candle inside there. Yeah. And then I filled the bowl with water, and then the candle was inside the glass and it mm. burned down throughout mm. the night. So it was eventually under the water. Mm. You know, it was, um, it was just really, it was really meaningful to me. And it was a signal that this was a place I definitely wanted to come mm. and study. And so I did. And I loved the school, and I loved my classmates, and I loved my teachers, and I had an amazing time. And then over the years, everything kind of faded away. I'm sad to say that the school actually closed shortly after I left. The masses continued for a while, but then they stopped too. And then many years later, I met Rodrigo through a completely different community, and we did all the things. We dated and moved in together, and we're not going to get married, and then changed our minds. But when it came to the wedding planning, it was a little bit difficult.
1: Well, our spiritualities are different, Mm -hmm. and... I think I was pretty sure I didn't want something very conventional. And I think yeah. you didn't either is my guess. I'm not sure.
0: We did a lot of thinking and talking about that, about traditions. Mm-hmm. Like, what are the wedding traditions? what, Why are they there? right? What do we want about them? Because mm-hmm. I think it's always fine to pull them in if,
1: if, if they're meaningful.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. If it's not just, oh, well, we
1: should think that's what we were trying to find is something that was meaningful to both of us
0: yeah and we couldn't we hadn't we were in limbo as i recall and then we went that night to well as luck would have it or <laughs> as synchronicity would have it they started doing the masses again mm. right then because they had stopped right there was they, n-
1: they hadn't done them in a long yeah. time
0: yeah, yeah. They were they, they were just over. Again. Yeah, it was just out of the blue. They started, and I, mm-hmm. I saw the flyer with that old art they used to use with mm-hmm. the you know the event flyer, and I was like, oh my goodness,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's going to be in Oakland, not at Sweet's mm-hmm. Ballroom, but in Oakland. Right. And we went, mm-hmm. and Matt was there, and he right. was welcoming people from all the different faiths, which was one of my favorite parts, mm-hmm. getting mm-hmm. to represent for for my um, underdog faith, and. Mm-hmm. uh and then getting to be welcomed in, and then the dancing, and mm-hmm. that I just remember we were dancing. It might have been the Via Creativa, dan- the Via Transformativa dance. I think it was toward the end of mm-hmm. the night, mm-hmm. and just looking over at you and being like, "I want this for our wedding," and you you were like, "Yeah!" And I was totally. like, "Oh my gosh, we yeah. finally found something!" <laughs> yeah, we both we were both like a big yes to mm-hmm. it.
1: Totally. Yeah. yeah, It's like what? Yeah, yeah, totally.
0: And what?
1: That was good to find the the a big yes yeah Mm-hmm.
0: and looking back at it from now what was the yes to you
1: it just felt right it just felt aligned and it felt like it wasn't it wasn't even a very conscious thing it was just a yes just like mm. a from my gut
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah how about you uh yeah it definitely had that perfectly right and really excited to hear that it felt that way to you mm. too because sometimes uh, we're not <laughs> on the same page so uh-huh. i was like oh wow okay yeah definitely we're on the same page and for me it had always been like a, you know i'm i'm super into bringing the body into worship into ritual and mm-hmm. um remembering we have bodies and coming into the bodies and dancing with the body and mm-hmm. you know all of the bringing the chakras and the the colors and the lights and the celebration and um, and the grieving that's in the body too like mm-hmm. the whole way that it's so embodied and so fun mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah and it had like elements of what felt like a wedding like bringing a whole bunch of people together and and doing ritual and ceremony and but it was like a different way of doing it
0: and we it felt sort of divinely. Guided because, like we said, they came up with a technocosmic. They started doing the cosmic mass again out of the blue from mm-hmm. our perspective. Mm-hmm. And then we jumped in and started volunteering with the cosmic mass crew for about six months to learn mm-hmm. how, so, how, how to Yeah, do exactly. It. And then pretty much right after we had our wedding... They stopped again. Mm -hmm. They stopped doing the masses again. Mm -hmm. So we got in this tiny little window, window, which was like maybe nine months or a year or something. They were. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, you might be wondering what actually happens at a technocosmic mass and why we would want to use it as the foundation for our wedding. Bear with us as we take you into a bit of the spiritual framework behind the event. So, in creation spirituality, there are four tivas, as we call them affectionately. There are four paths of creation spirituality. There is the Via Positiva, which is joy, awe, and wonder, and the Via Negativa, which is about darkness and letting go, and grieving. The Via Creativa, which is about we are creative beings, creative as the creator is divine, right? Mm -hmm. And then Via Transformativa, which is where we ready ourselves to return to the world as spiritual warriors. That's how I always think about it. Mm.
1: Transform.
0: Transform, yeah. Mm -hmm. And in the mass, traditionally, my experience was that they did a uh, trance dance, a joy dance during the the Positiva Mm -hmm. and some kind of group grieving during the negativa. Mm -hmm. And then they did the Eucharist during the creativa, the actual taking of the the bread and the body of Christ. And then the transformativa was another trans dance.
1: Okay, to to end
0: it. Yeah, to prepare yourself to go out in the world and be a warrior for social justice. Right. So I remember when we were planning the wedding... I was really enamored with the idea of having a dance for the Positiva because I really loved having the, the trance dance. Right. And then grieving for Negativa. But then instead of the Eucharist, we wanted to come up with something non-Eucharisty to do there. So we came up with honoring the cosmos. It kind of feels to me like at the mass, the technocosmic mass, the focus, a big part of the focus was on the Eucharist, because it's a mass, right? Right. So, um, but yet for us, we realized that the transformative might be a really good place for the wedding ceremony itself.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was what I thought was our sort of more, our focus in Mm -hmm. terms of the wedding itself was the transformation of being to people that weren't wedded to <laughs> two people that were wedded <laughs> correct um, exactly yeah yeah and so i mean for me transformativa was kind of a no brainer because yeah. it's like yeah it's a transformation <laughs> so we have to have the wedding and the transformation yeah. and the um the dancing it was interesting because in a lot of weddings the mm-hmm. dancing is comes like afterwards and it's mm-hmm. like the reception mm-hmm. and it's not part of the wedding, mm-hmm. so I liked the, that we had it as part of the yeah. part of the wedding ceremony that yeah. people were dancing. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we really liked that about that, and then we. I think the negativa was kind of we sort of knew that that was kind of be going to be like the most unusual thing to have in a wedding.
0: <laughs> yes. My mom was not happy. <laughs> I have to say the least.
1: What did she? Do you remember what she said?
0: Oh, I, I, I no, I don't. I remember talking to her more about the song that we had uh, our really good friend Dara sing before, because she had that wonderful album, and we wanted to incorporate mm-hmm. her music into the to the day. And we listened to it, and she had a song called "I Am Not Afraid." That I think you were like, oh. I think, or I don't forget which mm-hmm. one of us was like, we need this right before we get married. Because mm-hmm. it's this song about, I am yes, not afraid. <laughs> I am so afraid. Yeah. But I'm not afraid, but I am so afraid. Yeah. It was just, it was such a beautiful song. And I remember playing that for my, or telling my mom about it, I think on it and play it for her. And she was oh. like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> she was like trying not to put her foot down about anything, I uh, think, uh-huh. throughout the, you know, year, I was telling her plans for the wedding, and huh? then she had to with that. She was like, that is a bad idea.
1: <laughs> for some reason, I had the story flipped in my head that that she was saying that about the negativa. I don't remember. About having the negativa. I think she was pretty much also against having yeah. the negativa, she, from what I remember. Yeah,
0: I mean, she's pretty traditional. Yeah. And it sounds like a weird thing to have... People crying at a wedding on purpose. uh, (laughs) A communal grieving ceremony in general might be something you're not used to experiencing, but imagine it as a wedding. We actually had a mix of folks at the event, some of whom were more traditional and weren't really sure what to do but kind of went with it, and others who actually had a lot of experience in holding space for deep emotions in a group setting. And a lot of this latter group were from Rodrigo's work community, a nonprofit called Challenge Day.
1: It's interesting because I think part of the part of the reason that I felt more sort of comfortable with that was because I had gone through um, a lot of Challenge Day stuff, mm-hmm. so which is kind of an uh, emotional workshop mm-hmm. that um, I did, and then I worked. At for many years, mm-hmm. and there was kind of a lot of that sort of going into your feelings and mm-hmm. being okay with that, and doing it in kind of like a group setting. And yeah, so I felt a lot more comfortable with that mm-hmm. than much more than I would have had I had I not sure. gone through through that sort of experience. Yeah, and kind mm-hmm. of like seeing not as a n- not seeing it as a kind of a negative. Thing, yeah. but as a kind of a healing thing.
0: Exactly, yeah. And you'd been to the masses too, where that was also part of like, you know, really, really presencing the destruction of the planet or the destruction of the rainforests or whatever the focus was that, that night at the mass. Like really, all the stuff that we we know is happening in the world, but we don't want to think about becoming really focused on it and aware of it and allowing the pain of it to really become... Um, presence and allowing ourselves to grieve, grieve the things that we try to not look at in community. I mean, that's not a <laughs> that's not a normal experience, a day to day experience in the U.S. So, like getting our um, getting comfortable with that, learning what that is, and that it, it it might be weird, it might feel weird, but yet going through it, especially in community, can be very healing.
1: Totally. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: It was a very NorCal wedding. Oh, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> very California wedding. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, and the um, also the altars were were important. Creating the altars.
0: You didn't really want the altars, though.
1: <laughs>
0: you didn't really care about the altars?
1: Yeah. I, guess. <laughs> I don't remember.
0: You were like, that's your thing.
1: Was it really? Yeah.
0: yeah. But that was okay, because I was excited. Yeah, so at the mass, there, if you walked into the technocosmic mass, you would see two or maybe three really big projection screens. And then four at least four really big altars at the four directions. And sometimes they would be set up to honor the four directions, um, you know, earth, air, fire, and water, the, the elements. And sometimes they were themed in some way, depending on the theme of the mass. But we decided that we wanted to honor relationship in its various forms. And so we decided to have the to have five altars. So we had a self-altar, like love of self, and then a friendship altar, love a friendship and a romance altar for romantic love and a family altar for family love and then an earth altar for honoring the earth right and we also had a moon lodge cuz that was my thing mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I was really excited about the altars because I wanted them to be very interactive so they were kind of like little sets almost like on, like at a play so we wanted the um the self altar to have a beautiful mirror where people could sit in front of the mirror um, and look at themselves <laughs> and uh, that this friendship altar was meant to look like a front porch with a checkers set and rocking chairs and then um, the romance altar we set up at a fireplace which was in the in the in the venue yeah at the venue there was a fireplace and so we set the romance altar up in front of the fireplace with chocolate boxes and pillows pillows yeah and then the family altar was was the richest. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was it was all of these beautiful ancestor items, and your father's paintings were ended up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had some Day of the Dead coloring books. It was very. It was the most I think interactive one. Mm-hmm. People really liked it. They mm-hmm. really gravitated toward it. And then the earth altar was sort of just a a very big house plant with the globe or something. Oh. It wasn't very impressive, but it was. they were all meant to be very interactive and very mm-hmm. um, and so that people could be at the event and they could also kind of wander by and interact mm-hmm. with the altars. Like at the mass. Like at the mass. But mm-hmm. even more interactive than at the mass. At the mass right. it's kind of like you look at them and they're really pretty and interesting but you don't really do anything at them. Right. At them.
1: Yeah. You, you really wanted to sort of have it there as sort of something that People that came to the wedding sort of interacted with and and yeah. participated in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was thinking it was your thing because I there was so much to organize, <laughs> I know. and I just felt overwhelmed. <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't, do, I can't do altars on top of everything else. I'm sorry. It's yeah. like you, you, it's gonna. If you want it, you could. You're welcome to take to, to, to do it. So sorry about that, but I just didn't have <laughs> okay. to end with. I mean we had along with all of the regular sort of wedding things, we mm-hmm. also had kind of to put on this sort of multimedia totally. presentation of like big screens and provide our own sound system
0: Yeah. So suffice to say we were planning a big event. It was multimedia. It had trance dancing, it had interactive altars. And it was a wedding. So we took our time, and we were intentional about it. What was your experience of the planning time? the planning. Which was a huge part of it. Yeah.
1: Well, I I think we went into it wanting to be very comprehensive and very careful about every detail. And I think we were, so that was really nice. Mm -hmm. And very conscious and sort of wanting the wedding to be part of sort of creating community and and the planning to be creating community. Yeah. And it felt like very much like us doing yeah. something together. Yeah. yeah, And, you know, we also had like our spreadsheet with like <laughs> 25 tabs or something totally. like that. Yeah. <laughs> very organized.
0: Yes. Yeah, and then toward the end, I remember you found some way to draw the room you created uh diagrams of exactly because at the end of it we at the end of the planning we sort of reached the point of needing to turn it over to our our um our team yeah to our team And, and i so there was this like process of like making sure they really got it and we really got all our thoughts and we're really sure and how do we convey this to them and and so that's where you were doing the diagrams of like this is how we want the chairs at this point, and then we're gonna change to this, and then then it's gonna be like this because it was it was an event.
1: Mm-hmm. It was.
0: It was a whole production.
1: Yeah, and we had to like move chairs in and move chairs out, mm-hmm. and because it was just one big room, and we did mm-hmm. everything in that room from just having it way open for all the dancing to yeah. having the ceremony with chairs in there and everything had to yeah. sort of be coordinated, and yeah. we were very clear from, I think, very near the beginning that we wanted to be just present yeah. for the wedding. And so we didn't want to be the person sort of like worried about directing things and moving things around and mm-hmm. making sure things went right. So mm-hmm. I think we sort of made it, I think it was a great decision to, okay, we're going to organize everything. We're going to explain it to <laughs> our team as, as clearly as possible and then we're going to just let go yeah and if it happens it happens and if it doesn't and something (laughs) goes totally different then that's just the way it's going to be because we just want to be present for it yeah
0: thinking back now i'm not even sure where we got the sage wisdom to let go of the details on the wedding day but it turned out to be great advice join us again next time to hear how the big day went I really hope you can make it back because I'm excited to tell you how it all unfolded and, as I mentioned, the bumps that came up along the way. If you'd like to know more about creation spirituality, check out matthewfox.org. For a sneak peek into the negativist section of our wedding, see Tria Wen's Washington Post article. Find both links in the show notes. Our music is by Terry Hughes. Find us on YouTube, IG, and X at Shane Piñata. Reach us through our website, ShamePinata.com, and subscribe to the show on your favorite player. I'm Colleen Thomas. Thanks for listening. You can get up to two months of free podcasting service with Libsyn. Check out the show notes for your promo code and get started podcasting today.